after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. What you doing on your computer? What's a computer? Alright, Scout. You know what a computer is. Hey, my name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. One of our listeners really has it in for Scout. Yeah. I think maybe to an excess. Yeah, you think so? Everybody calm down. Although I will say when she says, what's a computer? It's very frustrating. I agree. It's smug, but... It's very smug. I think we have... We should blame the ad makers more than the ad actress. Uh, Yes. And, you know, you know, anytime somebody wants people to pick up arms against a commercial actress who's about 12 years old, I think it's maybe time just, eh, just everybody just take a breath. Yeah. So I'll just take a breath and embrace this. What you doing on your computer? What's a computer? Hey, we got a fun show today. <laughs> I put it together. That's why I think it's fun. I decided, do you even know what I put together for I, today's show? I didn't even look I love at the it that way. Sheet. That's great. I love it. I didn't want you to. I thought we could uh, catch up on some news. Some commercials in the news. You know, the Super Bowl is coming up now in two weeks. We now know who the uh, two teams are. And I know that I live in a certain bubble myself, but everybody I talk to who is not necessarily a Patriots fan or not an Eagles fan is already kind of mentally fast forwarding through this uh, Super Bowl. There's not a lot of interest. It's the, um, again, no offense to Pat's fans, but oh, how exciting. Pat, the Patriots are in the Super Bowl again. The Eagles, um, I don't know. Again, I I like the Eagles. I'm happy they're there, but it's just not as, like, there's not a great narrative for this matchup. Yeah, and it feels like, you know, it's very East Coast, Northeastern mm-hmm. game uh, geographically, so... Um, yeah, like I don't have, I, I hope the Patriots lose, but I don't really care that much. So that got me thinking with all of the ratings talk about the NFL ratings dipping lately, that the, you know, all the talk of whether or not the protests were affecting that, the politicization, politicization, pol- politicization. How come I can't say that? I think that's right. I think you got all the I feel like I'm throwing extra Z's in there. Well, it's hard. <laughs> Everything's hard. Um, so I was wondering, you know, is the cost of uh, advertising going down at all or staying flat this year? What is the outlook? So I did a little Googling around. I'll give you some dazzling deets. Um, also, the ad wizards behind the Untuck It campaign finally get something right. All right. In my opinion. So I'm going to share with you the latest Untuck It commercial. This lends more credence to my theory that they do listen to this show. <laughs> and in uh, for the Ad Council, the Facebook page has been blowing up. So uh, I figured we'd do an all Facebook-based Ad Council for today. How does that sound? That is the menu. But it's also a prefix menu. So yeah, you good with this? That's fine. Because we don't have a lot of other options. All right. Well, let's get started with some commercials in the news. Oh, in the news. All right, let's start with the Super Bowl. February 4th, about two weeks away. Uh, NBC says spots were nearly sold out. That was an article I saw two weeks ago. They said there were only about 10 spots left. So apparently any kind of concern that... Um, 
the politicization of <laughs> the NFL this year um, is not apparently having any kind of an impact on ad sales. Um, last year, you might remember it was Fox that uh, held the Super Bowl. Uh, the Fox Network, $5 million for a 30-second spot. This year, they're saying uh, it's just north of that, and it's NBC. Mm-hmm. The network will be hosting the Super Bowl this year. So they're not giving a specific number, but the... Um, but and they're not concerned. They're not concerned. And uh, the head of NBC Sports says that that's actually going for just north of $5 million per 30-second spot this year. The network expects to take in $500 million in ad revenue. Um, that's about the same as last year's event, but that includes everything. That's what the network plans on taking in that day. So that includes everything running up to the Super Bowl, the post-game shows, all of that, and then they have the show This Is Us afterwards, and they're going to have some special advertising. It made me think, yeah, boy, that's Yeah, that's NBC's like big marquee tearjerker drama. Right, which I know nothing about other than what you just said. But uh, that makes sense. Boy, if you're the producers of This Is Us, you must be pretty psyched. I guess so, but they're doing fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Across the board, uh, NFL has seen audience decline of 8.7% this year. Um, And even though I was looking at the Nielsen ratings for uh, this past weekend's playoff games, um, the title games, apparently they were slightly down year year over year, but they're still the most popular things on TV right now. So even if you have this kind of theory that, or if you look at the numbers, you say, well, the NFL ratings are dipping. That's only compared to the NFL. Yeah. It's not like anybody else is necessarily uh, taking any kind of big portion of that. Um, so uh, spoiler alert here, in 2017, you know, back in the day, we didn't see the ads until Super Bowl Sunday. This is something we talked about a lot last year. And now, of course, you and I know, and almost everybody knows, that you're seeing more and more of the ads ahead of time online. And I thought this was an interesting stat, maybe from the LA Times, maybe not. Of the 49 ads that ran during the Super Bowl, 36 of those uh, were put online in their full form ahead of time. So that's a really big chunk. And that was last year. That was last year. We don't know exactly how it's going to break out this year, but also keep in mind, a lot of brands also just had like teasers mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And we're starting to see some of those come out. One of the most boring ads, no no offense to the good intentions behind it, is uh, one I watched today with Matt Damon. You know, he's been doing these Stella Artois ads. That's a beer, but they're also like their um, corporate responsibility campaign is to get more fresh water to places in the world that need fresh water. So there's yeah, and that's a, been Matt Damon's that. big um, charity issue as well. I remember when they did the, remember the ice bucket challenge? Oh yeah. Well, he did his with water from the toilet um, of clean water from the toilet, but still his point was our, our toilet water in this country is cleaner than like a lot of water people have to drink in other countries. Uh, I didn't remember that. Um, I saw a a teaser for um, there's going to be a Doritos versus Mountain Dew ad. It's like Mountain Dew ice versus blazing Doritos or something like that. And they're going to pit Morgan Freeman against Peter Dinklage. And I saw a little uh, like a 10 second teaser for it. I don't know. I guess I'll play it because I want you to see it. It's just a black background. This thing, again, is very, very short, 15 seconds long. Just a black background. And we see uh, Morgan Freeman walk into the screen. Total profile on the right. Dinklage comes in from the left. Obviously, very different heights. And they just kind of face each other off. Hello! Hello. Yes, 
Well, that was loud. At the very end, um, Freeman just kind of like, just kind of jumps a tiny bit and makes makes Peter Jink, uh, Dinklage flinch, and then mm-hmm. Flinch gives him a dirty uh, Dinklage gives him a dirty look. Yeah, I, they're both so great. Exactly, I think that's fantastic. Um, Tiffany Haddish or Hadish? I don't know how to say her name. You know, that's a good question. I've have been reading it as Hadish. I have to say, but I don't know. For sure. She's, uh, of course, she's blowing up. She's a woman from Girls Trip and and everywhere else. Uh, Apparently, in real life, a big fan of Groupon. So uh, she is going to be the new Groupon spokesperson. She she told, she famously told, uh, the reason she's so famous for loving Groupon is that she told a story on, you know, I can't remember, Fallon or one of those late night talk shows about how, because I think Jada Pinkett Smith is also in Girls Trip. So she was, you know, so she knows Jada, meaning she sort of knows Will and when they when they were in Florida, I guess filming, she got a Groupon for an airboat ride, <laughs> right? Uh, to like go with the go see Gators, and because ever... she was like, you know, she was acting in this thing, but she was she, she was nobody, yeah, known she then. wasn't yeah. rich, and... so she's just like, yeah, come on, biggest celebrities in the world, right. come on this Groupon adventure. And with the description me. of Will Smith, gamely but confusedly trying to interact with real normal people, and like be in a normal car driven by a non-chauffeur was hilarious. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I think Groupon very smart to get her on yes. as their uh, spokesperson. Um, here is a, a commercial for a commercial I'm going to play for you. Here's what Skittles has decided to do this year. Instead of having a Super Bowl ad, and this is smart because they don't have to pay for a Super Bowl ad. They are producing what they're calling the most exclusive Super Bowl ad ever. It's only going to be shown to one person during the game. And then if you go to the Skittles Facebook page, you will be able to see the reaction of the person who is watching the commercial. It almost reminds me of there's a whole or there was a whole thing of like grandmas react to viral videos online right you don't watch the viral video you just watch them react Um, usually to something gross right or super sexy or something along those lines or both so so here is uh an ad for this little campaign that they're doing um you're gonna hear a uh newscaster uh announcing this news and then you're gonna see a guy on his couch eating skittles reacting to the newscaster on his TV, but then they somehow start talking to each other. This year, Skittles will be making a Super Bowl ad and only showing it to one person, a teenager from Canoga Park, USA, named Marcos Menendez. Why would you make an ad and only show it to one single person? Because sometimes what you cannot see is more interesting than what you can see. According to whom? Look, I don't know. I'm just reading the news they gave me to read. They're probably not even making a real ad. No, you're wrong. It's a real Super Bowl ad. It's not technically a Super Bowl ad if it's not on the Super Bowl. I respectfully ask that you let me do my... The CEO of Skittles definitely getting fired over this one. Exclusive The Rainbow. (laughs) Taste The Rainbow. The guy sitting on the couches, you're like just typical Skittles kind of burnouty looking yeah. kind of guy, pale skin. He looks kind of familiar. I can't place his face, but he seems like someone I've seen. Yeah, I feel the same way. I can't tell if he's just a type or yeah, not. Yeah, he looks a little like uh, Jimmy Simpson, the guy who oh, Dave, yeah. Dave uh, Letterman's intern. And right. Now he's Always sunny. Yeah. 
and uh, of course, uh, Westworld. Westworld. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that's about it uh, for the Super Bowl kind of teaser roundup, because I know we're going to be talking about the Super Bowl a lot. Uh, as a matter of fact, I guess I can say it looks like our good friends. Yeah, Ro- is, that, is Rose- that a done deal? I think so. Should I say it? Yeah. Well, I think we're going to have a couple of guests joining us again for the uh, Super Bowl well, show this year. Well, I think, I think you year. kind of tipped your hat on it because you said one of their names. <laughs> okay. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Nick Jarn and Rosen. I always pronounce her name incorrectly. Saez, right? I think so. Okay. Uh, it looks like... Well, I got I got a yes from one of them. I'm waiting on the other. <laughs> well, it depends on how good of a booker I'll be. But I thought it would be fun if all four of us got together and talked about the Super Bowl ads after the Super Bowl this year since those guys filled, up, uh, filled in for us uh, during the Super Bowl last year. Uh, last little tidbit I'll give you is uh, Cindy Crawford is going to be back doing uh, another Pepsi Super Bowl ad. She made that one, I think, 19, yeah, 1992. That, that was the famous one, right, where she walks up to the... Um, I assume it's the Just One Look Yeah, she ad. goes up to the vending machine, right? Yeah, with she, the two boys looking at her. Right, right. So she's going to be reprising that role in some way. So um, I also um, wanted to talk about this new Apple Muhammad Ali ad. You and I saw this during one of the playoff games this weekend, and we hadn't seen it before, and it caught our attention. Well, it turns out that they made their debut during the the playoff games this weekend. And um, it's for the new Apple iPhone and its functionality as, uh, you know, what is this? Like the portrait function on the phone. You know, they have this special lighting now to take advantage of it. I don't have an iPhone and I probably never will, but that that portrait lighting thing that they advertise is very appealing and I am jealous. So this ad is kind of interesting. What they do is they just take a bunch of selfies of people um, and kind of zip through them like a slideshow. But underneath it, there's a man talking, and it sounds clearly like archival audio, and it wasn't until the end that I said, oh, is that Muhammad Ali? And you're like, yeah, I I think it is Muhammad Ali. And it turns out it's from a Muhammad Ali comedy album that he made in Uh -uh. 1963. He wasn't Muhammad Ali yet. Yes, exactly. You got ahead of me. It was called I Am The Greatest, and it came out when he was Cassius Clay, and then six months later, he would become Muhammad Ali. Um, But I had no idea that he had released a comedy album, did you? No, and it's so weird. And the thing about that tape that was confusing to both of us, or at least confusing to me, was like, I thought maybe it was the tape of him like accepting some sort of award because he is making jokes and you hear the audience laughing. But I mean, joke is generous. Like they're, it's not that funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like award acceptance speech funny, not HBO special funny. Right. And well, he was a master of his brand, right? He and was so, a master like, of his brand. No question. Um, and so this was right before his big fight with Sonny Liston, as a matter of fact. And the B side to the album was something like, Will the real Sonny Liston please stay down? And um, and then he ends up in historic fashion, of course, beating Sonny Liston, I think, in uh, six rounds or seven. And then he becomes super famous. And then the uh, the records start flying off the shelves. And I think that they end up reprinting it as a Muhammad Ali record, not a Cassius Clay record. Um, here is one. Well, here, before I get to the other dazzling detail about it, let's play a bit of this audio. So imagine a bunch of, uh, like I say, a slideshow of people's uh, selfies. And I think it's worth noting that, like, Apple is both playing into, but also somewhat, 
I don't know, winking at this idea that, yeah, we live in a selfie culture. It's all about me, 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 me. Yeah, and, and, you know, Muhammad and the, Ali. The speech, as you'll hear, the, the routine that you'll hear him give is is it's a very boast. It's all about boasting about himself, but in a way that's self-aware and jokey. Like the joke is how boastful he is. I am the greatest. <laughs> I'm going to become champion of the universe. <laughs> me with my beautiful, colorful personality. I'm good looking, clean living, cultured, and I am modest. I am so modest I can admit my own fault. My only fault is I don't realize how great I really am. Because I am great. I am the greatest. I think it's a pretty good ad. I do too. You got to give him credit. Mostly, I should, I think it's fair to say, well, I guess the, the audio is fine. Those selfies are amazing they are i yeah. don't know if anyone could really take a that selfie that good with an iphone but they really look amazing in this ad and if you look very very carefully at the ad in the small print at one point it says some computer mm. editing done or something uh-huh. like that <laughs> now here's a dazzling detail i wanted to lay on you uh that that comedy album i am the greatest was nominated for a grammy award for best comedy performance in 1964 but it lost who did it lose to 1964 um, best comedy album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think album is usually in. I don't know if it's like the full collection of tracks or just the one single from it. But okay, 64. Um, would it have been um, George Carlin? Nope. I don't know. It's this. Hello, mother. <laughs> Hello, father. Here I am at. Camp Granada, camp is very entertaining, and they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining. That's Alan Sherman. Of course, I thought it was funny because this has come up on the show a lot lately, because especially in the 80s, there are at least two products that used a kind of a a spin on this and and the the tune is i can't remember the name of the dance it's of the dance somethings. of the hours dance of the hours uh but it was by tchaikovsky Al- no, it, no was somebody, it was somebody we didn't it was someone yeah. i wasn't as familiar with but uh yeah comedian alan sherman was the first person to kind of make that parody song hello mudda and it was based on um a letter that his son had sent home to him from uh i think camp champlain in new york all right, and then uh, to wrap up the uh, commercials in the news, I just wanted to play for you this Untuck It ad. Now, you have not seen this yet, right? No. Listen, it's not anything to write home about. It is not an ad that we would be talking about except for the fact that all of their other commercials up until this point have been so ridiculously bad, right? They yeah. take themselves super seriously uh, from a story about a father and a son trying to meet halfway. One of them is an old school generation and he tucks his shirt in. The young man can't get with that, but he tries. I mean, just so super serious. They tried to then like, I guess make a, I guess they did try to make a joke about it by having the CEO, I think, talk directly to the camera. But even then he was so defensive. He was very defensive about it. Forget all of that. Okay. This is what the, that was the past. That was the past. I just happened to see this on TV the other day, and I thought, that's all you need to do. It's very simple. The audio here isn't really going to work, but we're going to see two men on an elevator. One man is already on the elevator. Like, young guys, probably in their, I guess, 30s. The guy who's already on the elevator uh, looks like an average guy. I think kind of good looking, you know, fine looking. Uh, and his shirt is untucked. 
and it doesn't look bad. You don't really notice it. It's not exaggerated like he looks super scruffy or unkempt. But then another man gets on the elevator, slightly better looking, wearing an untucked shirt. And then they're then they're just standing next to each other. Boom. That's all you need. The doors close on the elevator and it's a it's got a mirror there. So now the frumpier guy is kind of looking at himself in the mirror next to the guy who's got the shirt that's supposed to be untucked. And as soon as the better looking guy gets off, then the the uh, the, the guy who's originally in the elevator starts trying to tuck in his shirt because he realized he looks unkempt compared to it. So here, take it. Take a look at this. Sometimes no explanations necessary. Untuck it. That shirt's is, designed to be. What warm. a great ad! What a great fifteen seconds. Simple. You. This is the utility of our product, and it, you're right. Like the neither of them's bad looking. Neither of them is significantly. Neither of them's overweight at all. They're both in. You know, mm-hmm. they're both in pretty good shape. I agree. Untuck it guy is has like broader shoulders and is a little taller, um, but but they're both sort of like the non Untuck it guy kind of has an Adam Scott vibe. Oh, yeah. And I thought the Untucket guy almost has a Joel McHale vibe. Yeah, it's like Adam. It's like poor man's Adam Scott versus poor man's Joel McHale. And I even think that the line, I know it's not, I'm looking into it too much, but the line almost seems like a meta statement on their past commercials. I know it's not, but just like sometimes an explanation is not necessary. Yeah. Like, yeah. 15 seconds, two men, both okay looking. One has a shirt untucked, but it's not an untucked and it doesn't look as good. Yeah. Boom. And I love it. I think it's I think it's super effective. Great job on Tucket. Yeah. But no, not great job on Tucket. Let's talk about this for a second. This is the soft bigotry of lowered expectations. <laughs> they beat it. Not great job. Competent job that you should have been doing from the beginning. No, I think it's really effective. I mean, yeah. it's very hard to tell a story about your product that makes it um make somebody want to buy it. And to do that wordlessly in 15 seconds with um, with a couple of visuals, I think is a is an achievement. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, I guess when I put the show sheets together, we just zip along real fast because it's already time. Yeah, to sorry. Check in with the I, didn't really, I didn't really take have the time or take no, the time, no, I'm I sorry. Guess, to I, like formulate a lot of opinions. No, 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 no. This is me. I'm, I know I'm on a clip. I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking fast and I'm barreling Sometimes the shows this. run long. Um, Today and, it won't. And also, um, there's actually a lot of good stuff in the ad council. So, no, that was not a dig on you. You've been carrying the show for a long, long time and I'm glad to do it. I'm just, I guess, apologizing that that was a little bit shorter than we usually go. But again, a lot of good stuff on the Facebook page. Everybody's talking at me I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind Let me let it play longer so that we can <laughs> buy some time. People stopping staring I can't see their faces Only the shadows of their eyes It's a good song. Yeah, it's a good song. Um, somebody named Jack. I, I don't know who this guy is. He's definitely <laughs> not anybody's boss. Uh, posted on the Facebook page a commercial that he does not like and... I'll be goddamned if it's a, if it's not another V-dub Tiguan commercial. Yeah, boy, this is a divisive campaign they've got going here. Yes, and other people hopped on. They do not like this one. Now I'll be I will be honest. This is what I know. I saw this feedback on the Facebook page, and I've certainly seen this ad. It's in heavy rotation, and I had a similar 
reaction, especially in light of some recent events, some current Interesting. Events. Okay, well, let me play the commercial first because I did not have... Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't have this reaction, but we'll come back to the reaction first. Here's the commercial. It is a couple, and uh, you see from the news reports, it's a very frenetic commercial. It's, it's like a film. It's like a disaster film, and you see that a comet is headed towards the Earth. It would have been a great one for our disaster show. Yes, and so this couple is freaking out, like the suburban couple, and they're grabbing the few things they need from their house, and they're shoving it in the back of their VW Tiguan. But then as they're about to... You know, shut the door and go. They realize this car is so spacious. We have a lot more room. So they run back inside and they start grabbing other things and they kind of keep going back and forth. And at first, it's like the most valuable stuff grab the jewelry, grab this. And then by the end, they're like shoving a, an exercise ball <laughs> out the door and it's getting stuck. I thought it was, I, I thought it was kind of funny. Let's take a listen. And the fun music starts. He rips the entire TV off the wall. Golf clubs. But there's still more room. But they're running out of time. The meteor is coming. They just give up. They get in the Tiguan. The Volkswagen Tiguan. It fits everything you need and everything you don't. Kind of a good tagline, right? Yeah, I think it's, um, I think two years ago, this commercial wouldn't have bothered me, but a few things have happened since then. And can I just read Jack's comment? He oh, posted sure. and said, mass evacuations in the face of imminent devastation are simply hilarious. Shake my head. <laughs> so anyway, that was not my initial reaction, but go ahead because I think I see where you're going with this. Um, I always thought SMH was so much hate. No, I don't Shake think my head. so. Oh, okay. Uh, shaking my head. <laughs> Shit. You learn things Shake every day. My head. Yes. What is? Hold on. Hold no, on. No, I'm sure you're right. Let wait. No, though. I have to. I have to. Um, that only because it's my favorite thing, and we have the time for it. Um, I have to play for you one of my favorite. Oh, I know what you're going to play. <laughs> it, hold on. Is it this one here? Your mouth might be saying, hey, we cool. Nope, Try it's it. not that one. How about this one? I'm hip. I, I surf the web. I text. LOL. Laugh out loud. <laughs> OMG. Oh, my God. WTF. Why the face? <laughs> well, this is my own why the face. Um, yeah, so a couple of things have happened. One, um, like the garbage person in the White House has brought us to the brink of nuclear war. Um California has been like just disintegrating under fire and mud and people really have had exactly that experience, but they didn't have the luxury of deciding how much stuff they could pack in their car. They had to like get out or die in the fire. And then Hawaii was just, you know, under threat of nuclear annihilation uh, or they thought they were for, you know, half an hour last week or two weeks ago. Um, so I just think it fe like the timing for this feels to me like tone deaf. And I mean, I'm sure that somebody started making this ad before a lot of those things had happened, but I would have sat on it for a while or maybe they just can't maybe for the, you know, it's the Tiguan is yeah. this year's Tiguan, whatever. 
Um, I believe, don't quote me on this, but I believe this campaign or some of these commercials at least were created by Deutsche LA. That's the firm. And I think they're going to come up again later. Um, I, I suppose you're right. And I guess all of them seem a little tone, tone deaf to us in different ways. Like I actually don't like the one with the floating, um, ape, mm-hmm, the gorilla, yeah, gorilla. The giant gorilla. Because to that that one to me is kind of like I don't know, it just is objectifying this woman. Uh, the other one we talked about at at length last week. I think you have to be looking for it a little bit more carefully, but it's definitely um, again a little tone deaf when it comes to talking about women rising in the workplace. And now this one, you're right, tone deaf, just like look around, like yeah. is this the time to be? I mean, it is a meteor. It isn't a it isn't a nuclear threat, but yeah, I dig what you're saying. Yeah, it's. And we, you know, we loved that tequila one. Um, live for, to- oh, right, live for yeah. today. You know, the the couple that's dancing in the bar as like the sort of I forget what the disaster in that is, or if it's even clear. It's just like the end of the world. It's very yeah. nonspecific, and the bar sort of blows apart around them. But it's it, it's just. Um, I think the same. If that were airing now, I think you'd feel the same about it. I think we were just talking about it at a different time, right? There's something very specific about though about a suburban couple in what looks like a California neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, packing up their car and having to flee. Like that's very real for a lot of people. I mean, the thing with a, like a couple falling in love or having a one night stand in a bar as a bar disintegrates around them feels much more metaphorical to me interesting and yeah. this feels very literal and it's played for laughs you I mean you heard the cha-cha-cha music but it's it's still pretty literal i want to share another uh, comment from a listener on this under jack's post cheryl says yeah this got a hard eye roll in our house in our household my fiance commented commented i love how at the end they're driving like 40 miles per hour down the road when you know that if it were an actual emergency the roads would be completely backed up with traffic um here's an interesting post but something that i think we're gonna have to unpack for a bit from melisande um she shared this social media post that had gone viral from in this version it's somebody supposedly called that scorpion bitch wrote this although i gotta say i could not find it's like a screen cap of a comment they posted somewhere and i <laughs> you think if you just do a google on that scorpion bitch you would get something back and i i didn't so i i don't know the veracity of where this came from i know that somebody else had tweeted something similar um i'm going to read this kind of repost for you here 90% of infomercial style products were designed by or for disabled people, but you wouldn't know that because there's no viable market for them. They have to be marketed and sold to abled people so that they can make any money. Um, and so the people who actually need them will have access. I think Snuggies are the one example almost everyone knows. They were invented for wheelchair users do you have any idea how hard it is to get a coat on and off someone in a wheelchair because it's pretty fucking hard but now everyone just acts like there's some quirky white people thing and not a product designed to make people's days lives 1000 times easier maybe 10,000 times easier um I, I was looking into this a little bit. Bustle Magazine wrote about this. It turns out that Snuggy story is not true. First yeah, of all, that's the, apocryphal. Yeah, the slanket, first of all, came first. And that was, I think, made by some college students who maybe like cut holes in their sleeping bag or something. Um, but I do think it's actually an interesting point. Bustle Magazine pointed to a different uh, and more verifiable tweet uh, that somebody posted after... 
people online were making fun of this product called the sock slider. And it really is ridiculous to kind of see. And also kind of like you're like, oh, God, I don't want to have to use that thing. It's this plastic contraption that if you're having trouble putting your socks on, you can wrap them around this plastic thing, put it on the floor and then slip your foot into it. But the commercial itself makes it clear that this is for people who've had surgeries and back problems and all kinds of things that make it difficult for them to put on their socks. Mm-hmm. It's not like laziness. Like, and, and a lot of people just like to make fun of these things because it's like, who's so lazy they can't bend over to put on their socks? Or so incompetent that they can't like keep a bowl on a, on a TV tray. Right, yes. And another one that was uh, both in Melisande's post and I believe brought up in this bustle article is there's some product that makes it easier to crack an egg with one hand, right? Yeah, and there's another one that makes it easy to peel an egg with one hand. It's like uh, you put right. an egg in a like a tube or something and it somehow peels it. Mm-hmm. Um and I this is I I'm very guilty of this of seeing the world through my able-bodied lens. Mm-hmm. And I don't I think part of I mean of course that's just a, a a, a problem uh, it's a problem of perspective and a, a a prejudice not not an intentional one but one that i just bring to the world a privilege that i bring to the world that i should be more mindful of the ads whether they're doing it i suppose they are doing it because they need to broaden their market and if they don't broaden their market then they aren't available for people with um, limited abilities but the ads don't do themselves any favors because they in order to sell them to an able-bodied marketplace they do present it as like you have to be a stone cold moron Mm -hmm. to need the product that they're marketing right but you understand why they don't want to seem like they're marketing to just the niche i do i do i just think it's it would be nice if there was a better solution or you know just and i and i appreciate people like what is it the scorpion lady uh the scorpion bitch like bringing oh, yeah, this, bringing right, this yeah. to our attention. I mean, people sure. should be educated about that and we should that be more mindful. That scorpion bitch. Um, that scorpion bitch. Excuse me. This scorpion bitch was her mother. <laughs> um, I I do wonder, though, if, you know, the, the way infomercials are made are so cheesy and they do rely on a lot of these, like, same dumb tropes of people. It would be nice if it could be handled in a way that was somehow more dignified. Because I can't imagine that feels great to a disabled person um, or a person with disabilities seeing an ad for that product that would be very useful to them and having the use cases presented as being like someone who, you know, is too lazy or dumb or inept to operate in a normal in a world right and you know think about and these again, they're also low budget commercials and mm-hmm. th- th- that doesn't help but. Think about the chair. Was it the chair master or no? The stair master is a exercise thing. What was the chair thing that was on a lot in the nineties that would help old people get up and down the stairs? A little chair that you would sit in. And it- oh, and it would like go up the stairs, right? And those were super low budget, but it's um that was clearly targeted towards elderly people or people who had trouble going up the stairs. You didn't have just like young people being like, are you sick of going up the stairs? Yeah. I mean, things like the shower that opens like a tub that has a door that opens um, a lot of like, and you know, like a lot of things for bathrooms and those are marketed towards elderly people and the mobility issue. It's not confusing to anybody why a person might have mobility issues, whether you're, it's because you're elderly or because you have a disability. It's the other ones that I think are for disabilities that might not be as obvious or as 
well-known people who have tremors and can't, yeah. you know, make fine motor motions and things like that. Those are not as visible to the public. We don't think about that as a, we know it's a disability, but it's not like somebody's in it who's in a wheelchair. It's like our brains know what, what to do with that right, right away. Right. I mean, the whole basis of where the soda go, which is what this like, thread on, <laughs> right. on um, Reddit is called, you know, commercials for, products that just seem ridiculous and like you don't need them is based on somebody accidentally spilling over a whole tray, right? But that could be something that is really handy to somebody who suffers from hand tremors. You know, we did a show on infomercials years ago when we first started this. Second or third episode. Yeah, we had Aaron Mason on. And they are like, it's hard not to make fun of them and and like kind of enjoy them as, enjoy the humor of them. And I'm Mm -hmm. not sure if there's not still a kind of a way to do that, but I I made some jokes in that episode. Um, and I've apologized for it since, but I'll I'll bring it up here again about a some kind of like uh, way to help people like clean up from the bathroom, and it was like something that was on like a stick, like a, mm-hmm. a sponge on a stick or something. I'm I'm not remembering the exact form of the product, and I made a lot of jokes, and I think Aaron and I like were were kind of rude about it, and somebody very rightly took me to task uh, in the email about it and said, you know, this is this is a really useful product for people who have limited mobility, mm-hmm. you know, for whatever reason they need it. That's a physical need. And I, I learned a lot from that. And I've always remembered like how easy it is to overlook somebody else's perspective at, at, at their expense in the, in, in search of a joke. So bottom line, we can't laugh about anything I know. anymore. We can't laugh about God. humor is dead. Oh my God. No one's allowed to have any fun. Actually, people are allowed to have fun. I want to uh, play this for you. This is from Gordon who just posted this and said he thought it was funny and I agree. So Taco <laughs> Bell apparently is going to start, um, I think in later this month or in February, they're going to start offering French fries. Did you see this? I've seen this ad. Oh, you have this whole, the whole 90 second thing or the whole... This is like a movie trailer. Oh, maybe not. I, I thought I had one. seen. Maybe I maybe I saw a snippet of it. Um, but yeah, so they're going to start serving these French fries, and they're going to be, I guess, you know, some like I, I guess they're calling them Mexi fries. But if you're from around here, Mexi that fries, means a tater tot. Uh, yeah, those are like those tater tots they sell at Taco Time, which yes. is a huge, huge disappointment. People have been talking about Mexi fries forever, and then I go and they're just tater tots, which I love tater tots, but I, I don't get how you get to call a tater tot a Mexi. I don't get how you open a thing of tater tots and feel any kind anything but pure joy i was just surprised i was just surprised (laughs) the first time i opened them i think they're mislabeled anyway um so they made this 90 second commercial that is in the style of a trailer and it's this guy and he's trying to figure out the mystery of why hasn't Taco Bell ever offered fries before? Uh, mostly I'm going to let the audio do the talking on this because it's just too frenetic, but I might do some setup. It begins around the kitchen table. They're eating their Taco Bell and uh, the little girl, the daughter in the family says, you know, I want some fries. And he says, Taco Bell doesn't serve fries. And she says, why not? And all of a sudden he's like, yeah, why don't they? And then he starts this whole um, campaign to find out why. And it just gets deeper and deeper. And it's produced like a, uh, like a suspenseful action movie. Daddy! I want fries! Honey, Taco Bell doesn't have fries. I wonder why not. Is this the, is this the thing that you saw or yeah. part of this? I think I somehow saw this whole thing. Maybe but you I, I wasn't saw paying. it online. Yeah. Yeah, this is so great. Careful where you go dipping around. He's getting anonymous packages 
thumb drives at work. Fries seasoned in Mexican spices, dipped in warm nacho cheese sauce. Sounds delicious. Someone doesn't want you to taste them. Big fries have been riding the ketchup train for 50 years. Now you come poking around about Mexican spices, nacho cheese sauce. You've made this is very enemy very of the state. It's so great. Salty. The kid's getting close. So scare him off. Daddy, look. Honey, where did you get that? The clown gave it to me. She holds up a french fry that has ketchup on it. And of course, this is a great shot at McDonald's, even though it looks nothing like Ronald McDonald's. They're in a crowded park and you, we see this menacing looking clown just in, kind of interacting with kids. Taco Bell's nacho fries are a threat to their monopoly. And you know too much. Nacho cheese sauce, Mexican spices. They don't want these coming out. Who's they? The burger people. They. This is my favorite part. At one point, he's going through his closet. He's just got like tons and tons of white, like business shirts, white button down shirts. And he realizes somebody has put an open package of ketchup in one of them and created a red stain in the pocket. And then he flips through all of his shirts and somebody's done it to all of them. Who's they? The burger people. They. They. <laughs> These nacho fries are consuming you. Looks like you got yourself in some hot oil. Web of fries. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that great? It is great. It's by Liv Moss Productions. Yeah, it's really, really funny. Yeah, I'm in love with it. And the final little piece of uh, feedback we got here on our Facebook page is I stumbled on this I think we were playing a commercial from the eight. I don't know how we talked about it, but we stumbled on uh, a commercial for Little Professor, this yeah. little toy that I had when I was a kid. That's the shape of a calculator. And I think we went down a real uh, old timey toys rabbit hole. Yeah, um, starting with uh, Dancerella. And there's oh, and and the one and the little dog, the 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 horse. Uh, Marvel the Marvel. Oh the horse. right, right, right. As a matter of fact, um, the original person who's saying that also posted he doesn't know what those mystery lyrics are he thinks it's just like what does a horse do as well something ridiculous i know but what does a horse do (laughs) what does a horse do um but tom said that there's actually an android app for the little professor he says i remember using these in school and look what i've downloaded genevieve (gasps) there it is so this person who thinks this isn't fun i was playing with this today and what it does is it just sets up math problems for you i'm still trying to figure out how oh you're right that is fun how to get it off of just addition but um <laughs> you think you're ready for more than addition but i put it on the hardest level uh-huh. and now i want to see if miss smarty pants okay is ready to go with this i never claimed to be good 57 at 57 plus 8 um 65 32 plus 27 this is a good show <laughs> oh, God. You, you only got nine more of these no i don't want to do anymore 32 plus 27 um, speed is of the essence. It grades you on speed. Fifty nine. Fifty nine. I'm not doing any more. I won't. Okay. I will sit here. In, I will sit here in silence. I guess this show does need a listener advocate. After <laughs> all. Anyway, I'm excited to have it on my phone. I think we could. It's basically like flashcards, and I think we could all, you know, spend a little bit more time doing flashcards. Could we? You can't. Because you don't know how to have fun. 
All right, got this in at 43 minutes today, Vee. That's you a have, shorty. Do you uh, want to take advantage of this extra time? Anything you want to get off your chest related to commercials or not? This I is don't your like math problems, and okay. I won't do anymore. <laughs> they're not math problems. They're math opportunities. <laughs> did you make that up? I think so. I, I hope think so. I just made it up right now. Because if you did, you should, coin, you should somehow trademark that. We'll look that up, but I think I just made that up. Anyway, uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for leaving all those messages <laughs> in our Facebook group. Uh, you can Join the group. By the way, I saw that we had two new members uh, wanting to join today, and uh, you know we have two quick questions that you should answer to Prove let us human. know that you're not a robot. The one person answered them properly, and I let them in. The other person said, "Please delete this request." <laughs> I think they accidentally sent an invite to our show, realized they didn't want sure. to, and they wanted to pull back. Had, had clickers remorse. <laughs> yes. And I look, they're like a member. They look maybe spammy. Like they're a member of like 120 groups or but something. They want to be in 120 <laughs> groups, but, but not, not ours. But not ours. It's like, fine, you little punk. Wow. I hope you made them be a member. <laughs> I should have. Yeah. Why didn't I do that? And then we'll start comment, contract, contacting them like relentlessly. What did you think of this ad? <laughs> I'm so mad that I didn't do that. <laughs> Damn it. And Anyway, do join our Facebook group. It's a lot of fun, even when we're not torturing people. Um, just look for After These Messages Show uh, on Facebook, and uh, you should find it. And then we have an email address. It is After These Messages Show at Gmail, and we have a voicemail line at 607 444 5597. That's 607-444-5597. And uh, we've been asking people to continue to call in with uh, jingles. Go ahead and sing your favorite commercial jingles. Um, I didn't check the voicemail line today, so I, I imagine we probably I clearly have did some... Not, no prep at all for this show, so neither did I, but I, I will go in and check for next week. I was just excited about all the Facebook stuff, so thanks Yeah, thank everybody. you for putting the show together, by the way. It was, um, it was a busy day for me, and I appreciate it. No problem. I'm sorry that it went by so quickly. It seems like I didn't put a very good show together. <laughs> but I did put a show together. So where's my parade? Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We will be back here next week. And after these messages, talk to you Tuesday. Reese's nieces, rest with me. Next to me is a table with empties. Don't tempt me. I burn hemp leaves more style than 10 Fonzie Bentley.